Hey, peace be still. This is Tosha, and you're listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. Today, we're going to be discussing the submersible titan. Welcome, everybody. Yay, we're back. We're up and running with season two. Oh, man everything try to come at me and get me at the same time but i was just like i was karate chopping and blocking i got the pink eye i got a sinus infection i had a cold i don't know where all this stuff came from but i'm back and better than ever so um i know this story is kind of old and um you know, it's been about a month, about about a month old right now. Um, and the reason why I'm talking about it is because I'm still seeing videos and I'm still seeing people talking about it because all these conspiracy theories are uh, floating around about the Titanic and the Titan. So I really want to talk about this topic, although it has been a month since this, this event occurred. And, um, you know, I still see all these videos and folks continue to speak about the Titan. So if you don't know, um, on Father's Day, Sunday, June 18th of 2023, this year, five men went inside the Titan, which is a submersible unit. It's not considered a submarine because it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. And, you know, it was never certified to even be considered to be called a submarine. So we're, you know, it's known as, um, a submersible. So, um, so five men went inside the Titan and, um, the, uh, Stockton Rush, he is a 61 year old CEO of Ocean Gate and the one who built the Titan. Uh, there was a British Pakistani businessman. Um, his name is Shazada Dawood. He was 48 years old. So he's, pretty young. And, um, he had a 19 year old son and the son's name was, uh, Suleiman. There was another British businessman. He was 58 years old, uh, Harnish Harding and a French diver, Paul Henri Nargulitz. <laughs> I work on my French accent. Hey, so let's start with the Titan and what it's made up of. So previously, um, it was called the, the Cyclops II, and the hull was uh, constructed of uh, titanium and carbon fiber comp um, composite materials. And then the Titan was controlled with a gaming system control. So like literally what gamers use to control their games, that's what the Titan was being controlled with. I kid you not. Um, so after testing with divers to its maximum intended depth in 2028 and 2029, the original composite hull off the Titan developed fatigue damage and was replaced in 2021. And in 2021, OceanGate started to transport passengers to the Titanic wreck site and several divers, uh, several dives were actually completed in 2021 and in 2022. So he did have some successful dives down to the wreckage of the Titanic. Now in 2023, the very first, um, dive that he scheduled, the Titans, uh, first expedition with all five passengers, um, they were killed when the Titan imploded. So, um, there's a difference. The implosion is basically the, the, the submersive imploded. So it went inwards and then, which is different from an explosion, which is outwards. So 
Anyway, um, the company OceanGate lost all communication with the Titan on June 28th as the submersive um, was overdue to return. Authorities were contacted later that day, resulting in an international search and rescue operation, which concluded on June 22nd of 2023. They were able to find some debris about 500 meters from the bow of the Titanic. So when they found the debris, that's when, um, you know, they sent word back to land that, hey, um, they didn't make it. So um, the president of Dower Marine, he had warned Rush, which is the owner of um, of Oceangate and the person who uh, constructed the Titan, uh, not to use carbon fiber. Uh, she quoted it. She was quoted as saying carbon fiber specifically has been shown to not be very happy when it's being immersed, first of all, and then being hollow on the inside or just one atmosphere on the inside and having the tremendous pressure of the ocean trying to push on it, it's not the right material. Now, this was said to him in 2023. Now, in March of 2018, the Marine Technology Society's Committee on uh, Manned Underwater Vehicles drafted a private letter to Rush and they were concerned with the design of the Titan. They wanted him to have the ship classed, meaning that they wanted it to be certified by a ship classification society. And they're the ones who just basically like if you have a vessel and if it's a yacht, they go through all, you know, everything that they need to go through to make sure. And then they'll be like, OK, well, your vessel is classed as a yacht. So that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, he didn't get that done either. And in 2029, Rush put a blog explaining why it was not class. So, you know, there are a lot of measures here that are being taken to make sure that this vessel is um, is safe and he needs to do what he needs to do. But again, he just, you know, didn't he didn't listen. In uh, May of 2021, television host Josh Gates and uh, camera operator Brian Weed completed a Titan test drive. Now, the dive was aborted due to multiple technical issues and only 30 meters. Um, they, they got to about like 30 meters. And during that dive, they lost communication. And the propulsion, the propulsion system encountered errors and the computers on the Titan stopped working. So um, there's a plethora of information on testing, inspection, system failure, and specialists who advise Stockton Rush against the use of the vessel to do these underwater excursions carrying passengers. Um, what we can include, we can, what we can conclude here is that the CEO of OceanGate and the builder of the submersive known as a Titan ignored warnings and he ignored all the recommendations that... Um, that was that were made to him. Now we've seen all the jokes, we've seen the memes, we've seen the comments regarding the fatal excursion of the Titan. But let's bear in mind that no matter how we feel on the subject, um, we have to be mindful that five lives were lost. And keep in mind that they were fathers and they were husbands and they were brothers, they were uncles, they were nephews, and they were sons. Um, the most difficult part for me to grasp is that 
uh, somewhere a mother grieves for her 19 year old baby boy who he didn't even have the chance to experience life. He, um, he didn't finish uni. He didn't get the chance to, you know, get married and, you know, go on a boy's trip with his, with his mates. Um, and then, you know, he has a sister, so he leaves behind his sister. She won't get the chance to be, you know, the rich auntie that spoils her nieces and nephews. And, um, yeah, you know, you have a mom who's going to carry a void in her life forever. Um, I wanted to show you a video of mom uh, as she remembers um, her husband and her son. So take a look at the video of Suleiman's mother describe her son in speak about her husband. Let's go ahead and roll that video. Principal imploded in the Atlantic last week has told the BBC she was supposed to be on board, but gave her place to her 19-year-old son. Shazada and Suleiman Dawood were among the five men who were on board the Titan. Christine Dawood has been speaking to Nomi Ekba. The sentence, we lost calm. I think that would be a sentence I would never want to hear in my life again. Um, like lost comm, as in we lost communication. Were you aboard the vessel? Were you here? Yes, I was on board the vessel. I was on the ship. I think I lost hope when we passed the 96 hours mark. That's when I lost hope. And that's when, when I even then I sent a message to my family on shore. I said, I'm preparing for the worst. Um, that's when I lost hope. But my daughter, for example, she, she didn't lose, lose hope until, until the call with the Coast Guard when they basically informed us that they found debris. Tell me just some memories that you have of your, your boy. So he would never, no, not go anywhere without his Rubik's Cube. So he used to teach himself through YouTube how to solve the Rubik's Cube, and he was really fast at it. I think his, his um, best was 12 seconds or something like that. What were your last moments or words that you shared with your husband and son? Do you remember that? Um, well, we just hugged and joked, actually, because Shazada was so excited to go down. He was like a little child. Um, was that a lifelong this, dream of his? Yes, absolutely. He, he had this ability of childlike excitement. So they both were so excited. And how did mum feel about it? Or were you excited as well? I was really happy for them because both of them, they really, really wanted to do that for a very long time. So it was supposed to be Shazad and I going down. Um, and then I stepped back and gave the space to Suleiman because he really wanted to go. This again seems like a really difficult question to ask, but how do you begin to get closure? If that's even possible. Is there such a thing? I don't know. Um, I think he started so many amazing projects. He was involved in so many, um, he helped so many people. And I think 
Aline and I really want to continue that legacy. Is there anything else you want to add, Christine? That I miss them. That I really, really miss them. Wow. Um, the interviewer asked about closure, but how, especially, you know, you lost your child. Um, where do you, where do you start? You know, you, you carrying a child, you share one body for 40 weeks. Everybody talks about this nine months, nine months, 40 weeks is more than nine months. You share one body for 40 weeks. That's a full gestation. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but how do you begin the process if there is such a process of closure when you lose a child that you brought into this world? And um, when she said, I miss them, I just miss them. Um gave me goosebumps. So um, let's just keep her and uh, her daughter in our prayers. Now, let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you lost family members on the Titanic, knowing that bored, wealthy people plan and, and execute trips to, to visit? It's, it's, a, it's a rich people excursion. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why these trips are organized. To me, the Titanic, it's a grave site. And just like if it were a land grave site, I wouldn't want to know that strangers are poking around and stomping around on my deceased relative's final resting place. It just would not sit well with me. Um, the sinking of the Titanic from accounts of survivors sounds horrific. And um, the recounts are really, really traumatic to say the least. And I believe it was so startling that most of most of them were were in shock. Um, you because the ones that um, they were interviewed when they were um, in their golden age, they were young at the time. They were really young passengers. And um a lot of them that were in bed. So can you imagine you're, you're waking out of bed? It's, it's late. And just imagine that you're in a deep sleep and someone is waking you and telling you, put your clothes on, put a robe on, put a coat on, um, because the ship is going under. I mean, I could not even imagine that feeling. So I was able to locate some recordings of some of the survivors and I tell you, it literally gives me goosebumps listening to these people um, remembering and telling their what they remember from um, escaping with their lives. It's a really long video. It's about 12 to 15 minutes. I'm not going to play all of it. Um, you can definitely find it online if you want to hear all of it. But I'll give you the condensed version so that you know you can take a listen. Um, and you can hear some of the survivors' stories. So we're going to go ahead and play that um, video so you can kind of listen and, you know, see what it was like at that time. Mrs. Manning, where were you when the ship struck the iceberg? Um, in the steerage. 
mysterious plan. You were emigrating to America? Yes. I was coming over here to my sister. If I may ask, how old were you then? I was 16, going on 17. be 17 in October. When did you first realize how serious the trouble was? Oh, I didn't until I got to this country. I, I thought it was part of the trip, to tell you the truth. I, I didn't realize that there was any danger. You didn't realize there was any danger? No. I thought that that was pretty hard way to get here, but I, I, I didn't really think it was as bad as it was until after. When the alarm was sounded, what happened? Well, I, I was asleep at the time, and I, I thought then the ship had landed. So I thought we were here in this country. Then you went up on deck? And then I went up on deck, and then we were told to go down, that there was a piece of ice on deck, and that when they get it off of it, everything would be all right. You go down and go to bed. How did you escape? Well, we were standing on the steerage, third class to call it, and um, then we couldn't get up second. And, of course, then there was one man with us, and he was our guardian angel, and he said, for God's sake, let the women up. I want that. I got up. And then, you second. Got, mm -hmm. and then you got into a lifeboat? No, then I had to go to first cabin. Lifeboats were only going from first cabin. So there was a man on the second deck, and he asked me to go on his shoulder, and I climbed over, and then I got, I think it was the last boat that was going out. Did you take it? one let me on because there was too many on the boat already. But you got into the boat? But I said to the man, I'd like to go with my sister because there was a neighbor with me, and I because I didn't want to lose the crowd. I didn't really think it was any danger, but I thought I'd miss them in the dark. You know, it was very dark. Did you see the ship sink? Oh, yes. I was looking at it sinking when we were in the lifeboat because we were in the lifeboat for nine hours. And then which ship rescued you? Carpathia. Carpathia picked us up then early in the morning, about nine o'clock or something. I think it was about nine o'clock in the morning. Look, I believe you were in charge of the Turkish bath on the Titanic. I was. And where were you when the iceberg hit the ship? I was in bed. When did you first realize things were wrong? Well, naturally, the fog woke us up. And uh, everybody got to their feet. And uh, I went into a little passage, and I met the second steward, which was Mr. Dowd, and we said, for God's sake, get some clothes on, get up on deck. I said, what's wrong? He said, I don't know. So, of course, everybody got, I had a coat on a nightdress, and we got up on deck, and everybody was most cheerful. When did you first realize how serious things were? I didn't think it was serious, because I didn't think it was possible a big ship like that could sink. And uh, everybody was busy, and they was lowering the lifeboats, and the crew were marvelous. Everybody was cheerful. How did you escape? In the last lifeboat, and I didn't want to go. And then, of course, you realized that things were very serious. Yes, I did. And did you see the ship sink? I did. It sank very quickly. That must have been a most dramatic sight. It was, because you could just see the lights going down and down. Did you hear the music playing? I did. Almost till the end? Till the end, I heard them play, you know, um, 
Wheel of my God to the And uh, I met I met a steward and he said, Are you are grab hold of this and it was a baby. So I took the baby and then when they lowered the last slide but I didn't want to go. And they said that one of the other stores said Mr. Wheaty he was helping lower him and Mr. Murdoch, he was the chief steward and he shouted he was shouting out, Ladies, children and women first. They was marvellous. And you took the baby? I took the baby and I didn't want to go, so they said, Come on and I went down. So there you have it. Um just a little portion of that. And, um, you know, as the uh, second lady recounts, um, it was most uh, horrific scene, watch it go down. And um, the band was playing nearer, nearer, my God, to be. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I know if my... My relatives were on that. That's definitely not something that I want people to um, make that a, a trip, an excursion, a sightseeing event. I don't, I really, I don't know. Anyway, with the um, implosion of the Titan, uh, some very interesting information has surfaced regarding the vessel called the Titanic. So for years, we've been hearing about the Titanic, the ship that wasn't, uh, that was unsinkable. Um, so this new, this is really new to me. Um, but there is information out there um, that there were two ships, actually, it was three ships. So the Titanic had uh, two sister ships, right? Um, but the one that we're interested in is um, the Olympic. And um, that's one of the sister ships for the Titanic. Well, it is alleged, and I'm going to use the word alleged, <laughs> but it is alleged that the ship that sank was actually called the Olympic, not the Titanic. So listen to this. I got some gossip. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, the, okay. So the ship that sank was actually the Olympic and it was sank on purpose for financial and pol political reasons. So JP Morgan owned the company that owned the Titanic and he was supposed to be a passenger on the ship. And at the last minute, he doesn't get on the ship. It's speculated that he knew that the ship was going to sink. Okay. Now it gets better. So the Olympic had crashed with another ship called the HMS Hawk. This was prior to um, the day that they went they went out um, to sail to America. So apparently prior to um, the sinking of the Titanic, the H um, the HMS Hawk um, crashed into the Olympic, and the Olympic. Um, the damage to the Olympic after the crash with the HMS Hawk was approximately about 125,000, which forced her voyage to be canceled because she was supposed to, you know, the ship was supposed to go on a voyage. So that canceled her, vo her voyage. Now, five days before the Titanic set sail, the insurance was increased so that JP Morgan received 12 plus million dollars for insurance payout, which is more than what he would have gotten if he sold or scrapped the Olympic. 
Therefore, they allegedly switched the two ships and what we know at the bottom of the ocean as the Titanic is really not the Titanic, but is actually the Olympic. Now, the Olympic was too damaged to be profitable. So in order to get rid of it, switch it with the Titanic, allegedly, okay? Now, JP Morgan would then get paid out insurance money. And since people perished, it was, it's rumored that the, the wealthy people that were on the Titanic were actually competitors of JP Morgan. So what a good way to not only get paid out for insurance, but also to get rid of your competitors. Allegedly, okay? So I wanted to add this video for reference. This is so interesting. Um, God, it was, it was just so, so juicy. But anyway, um, I wanted to add this video for reference. Let's show the video, shall we? This one is, did the Titanic really sink? Check it out. There's no one that hasn't heard of RMS Titanic. The legend says that it was unsinkable, the biggest, the most luxurious ship in the world that nevertheless sank. And this is real, causing the death of more than 1,500 people. There was a rumor saying that a cursed Egyptian mummy on board was the reason the ship sank. The cursed mummy went by the name of Princess Amun-Ra, aka Shipwrecker. Another myth described that one of the workers painted, we defy God to sink her on the stern of the ship. But legends around Titanic are countless. The most popular one is a theory that claims that the sinking of Titanic was in fact part of a huge insurance scam. Most people don't know that Titanic had two nearly identical sisters, Olympic and Britannic. According to this theory, the ship's operator and owner, White Star Line, tried to use the extreme similarity of Titanic and Olympic to fool the world, fool the passengers, fool the insurance company to claim a large sum of money. But is this even possible? Take a look. If you examine this footage from the British Pathé Archive, you'll think you're looking at Titanic. This footage has been used in countless films and documentaries which claim it to be of the legendary ship. But this is actually her older sister, Olympic, whose maiden voyage was in 1911 one year before Titanic's. The fact that this footage has been used to represent Titanic shows you how similar these two ships were. So the plan was to swap Titanic with Olympic. Passengers wouldn't have noticed that they were traveling on the sister. Switch the nameplate from Olympic to Titanic, get everyone aboard, make it appear as if the ship has accidentally hit an iceberg, and get everyone off the ship onto a passing vessel, the SS Californian, and then claim the insurance money without losing any lives. But what would have made White Star Line so desperate for money that they would have created such an intricate and fraudulent plan? Apparently, Olympic was not proving to be the cash cow ship of dreams she was meant to be. From the very start, she had electrical problems, and not long after her maiden voyage, she had a serious collision with the Royal Navy ship HMS Hawk. The damage caused by the incident was far more severe than White Star let on, and cost a great deal of money to repair. And because White Star Line's insurance policy didn't cover this eventuality, the costs were all borne by White Star. So the only way the company could make any more money out of Olympic 
was to sink her, having first changed her name to Titanic, which was heavily insured. So Titanic could thereafter be passed off as Olympic and carry passengers to and fro across the Atlantic without any technical problems and a great profit for decades to come. The Olympic, or possibly Titanic, would continue operating for a further 23 years before eventually being scrapped in 1935. Unfortunately, it seems that nothing went according to that plan because 1,500 people lost their lives when the Californian failed to respond to Titanic's distress signals and the White Star Line ended up paying out millions in compensation claims. But do we know this for a fact? Is this theory a real possibility? Is there enough evidence to dismantle it? Which ship is the one resting at the bottom of the sea? Titanic's legend will be very hard to forget. And the question remains. What do you think? What do you think? So after viewing this in other videos, you know, recording uh, that they, the switch of the vessels, I must say that I question everything that I know, everything that I've heard, everything that I've learned. After all, it was the ship that was not supposed to be able to, to sink and it did. So, you know, and what made JP Morgan all of a sudden not be on the ship? I don't know. Well, I think about the insurance payout and, um, you know, eliminating other wealthy competitors and it would make sense. Um, with that being said, I mean, I can't provide an opinion, you know, on the conspiracy theory. Um, I will acknowledge that there are various pieces of evidence, um, and documents and videos that both support and also debunk, um, the claims surrounding the Titanic. And uh, it is important to approach such theories and critical thinking and consider multiple multiple perspectives. So um, regarding explore, exploratory trips to view the Titanic, it is crucial to prioritize safety and to adhere to maritime laws and regulation. And if an owner fails to comply with these regulations, and disregards maritime safety, it must be appropriate to prohibit them from operating on the water. And that I can definitely tell you, I stand 10 toes down for. There's no way that the Titan should have been allowed to um, go below the surface of the uh, of of any body of water. It just didn't make any sense. The implosion of the Titan, along with the five lives that were lost, does serve as a reminder of the importance of learning from past events and taking necessary precautions. Well, to my royal, my loyal family, the Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on these apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Uh, any newer devices, um, so you know you can pick it up also on Google Podcasts. And um, the goal here is to be in the ten best podcasts to listen to this. So please share, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and spread the word. I'm so grateful for your time. I thank you so much for being so attentive. I appreciate your presence. Be careful, be safe. And as us Jamaicans say, walk good, peace, and be still. 